Hello, and welcome to the rightcome.com podcast, where we help you to make money from your words. Each episode, we'll be sharing tips, tricks, and strategies you can use to make more money from your writing, publishing, and marketing to your fans and audience. Let's get started with your host, Barry J. McDonald. Hi, this is Barry here, and you are very, very welcome to this podcast episode from rightcom.com. And today I want to ask you to look backwards instead of looking forwards. Now, for a lot of people, unfortunately, they will look at where they are and they will look forwards. They will look to everybody who is ahead of them, everyone who is a better blogger than they are, everyone who is a better podcaster than they are, everyone who has a larger, you know, Instagram following, everyone who has a huge Facebook following or whatever. But they're constantly looking forward. They're looking for the people who are ahead of them. And because they do that, they kind of, um, unfortunately, in my own case as well too, you kind of take on this kind of um, mentality that you are the second best or maybe you're the third best or you see yourself as further down the list than everybody else because, you know, you're so far behind everyone else. But what I want you to do now, instead of looking forward, I want you to start looking backwards. I want you to look at the people who are further back than you are. Now, why am I asking you to do that? Well, in one way, the first thing it'll probably do, it'll give you a little bit more confidence in yourself. Uh, you know, if you start looking back at the people who aren't doing the things that you are doing, you know, it, um, it'll give you a bit of confidence maybe how far you've moved on from maybe the very first day when you wrote your very first, you know, your first blog article or maybe the first day you ever recorded your first Facebook Live compared to people who at the moment have never probably even done one of those, how far you are from ahead of those people. And another thing then too as well, it will kind of maybe lift off this kind of um you know this identity that you have that you're not an expert now back uh, when i left school unfortunately i was a little bit kind of directionalist uh, a lot of my friends had gone to the um you know the, the career counselor and they had asked well what should i do in the future and a lot of them had gone off to college they had ideas for what they wanted to do next but Barry being somebody who was a little bit on the lazy side and just didn't really know what to do with his life i spent the next 12 months of my life at home and a lot of that time was probably being a pain in the ass for my mother because I was hanging around the house. I wasn't bringing any money in and I was watching a lot of TV. So it came to a stage my father just had enough and he said to him, well, you know, I'm going to get you a job somewhere. I'm going to get you in somewhere. And he pulled a few strings and he got me on an electronics course. Now, electronics was, you know, it was a little bit exciting for me. It was, you know, it was something new or something I'd never ever done before. And I did enjoy doing it. So at the time, I think it was like a 10 week course or something like that. But... For the last two weeks of the course, it was something like um, you had to go on work experience. So what we had to do uh, during the course, we had to go around local companies and, you know, show ourselves and say, by the way, we are on such and such a course and we're looking for some work experience. Is there any chance you could get us in and get us working, you know, for a couple of weeks at the end of our course? So the the gentleman who was running the course at the time sent me and a friend of mine to one of these computer factories now i'd never heard of the computer factory before but what they did was they made computer keyboards and uh when the two of us went uh whatever happened i think one of the ladies or whatever had left the assembly line i think she was off on maternity leave so they had a slot and they were probably looking for cheap labor at the time somebody to fill the gap and they took the two of us on now being someone who had never ever been in a factory before or never ever been on an assembly line 
you know, I was probably like one of those kids who walked into, you know, um, who was in the Willy Wonka film, who when Gene Wilder had opened the door, when they seen what was ahead of them, and my, you know, my jaw was kind of falling open. I was watching machinery going off everywhere. I was, a lot of people were probably, you know, standing around looking at us as if, you know, like almost like a prison scene where we were the fresh meat that was coming in. They probably had plans for how they were going to embarrass us or how they were going to, you know, make a fool of us or send us off, maybe getting some product or something that didn't really exist or whatever, just for a laugh. So we were kind of, you know, we were like two kids in this kind of Willy Wonka factory just kind of looking around and didn't have a clue what was going on. So the foreman anyway directed us over and he took us over to one of the jobs we watch what we were doing. Now, we used to do eight hour shifts in the factory and for four hours of the shift, we would have to put keys on a keyboard. Now, I don't know if you've ever wondered who actually puts the keys on the keyboard, but before robots, uh, before we actually got robots in the factory, we used to put all those keys on manually. So what would happen was somebody would have the metal plate and um, what would happen below the keys, there wasn't a spring. So it was a kind of like a silicone little dome that would sit on top of this metal plate. And what would happen is somebody would put the first uh, line of keys down. So they would do the Q, W, E, R, T, Y. They'd go the whole way across over to the number pad and put in maybe whatever it is, seven, eight, nine or whatever. They would put that line on and then they would slide the keyboard onto the next person. And then the next person then would put the second line on and then it would slide on to the next person and then they would put the third line on. So I find myself in the middle of this. We used to call it the key topping line. And what I would have to do is I would have to keep up with the, the line and I was given my own kind of line of keys. So you'd have to reach up, take the keys out of the little buckets, clip them onto the metal plate and then put your hands back up again and grab the next two keys. So you're slowly working your way across the keyboard two keys at a time. And then you had to make sure that you, when you did put the keys into the metal plate, that you didn't pinch the little domes, that you actually, there was a kind of a stem or whatever that came out of the bottom of the key, but you had to make sure that went through the center of the dome that you didn't pinch it. So when somebody would, um, you you know touch the keys at the bottom there's like a test and a lady who used to test all their keyboards at the bottom she would have a, a machine that would kind of she would put it in and it kind of had um mechanical fingers it was it would kind of tap the whole way along the keyboard just testing all the keys and then it would tell her then if the keyboard was good or if it was faulty sometimes now you would get maybe a fault or whatever but that was because somebody had pinched one of the the little domes and the key wasn't actually bouncing up and down freely it was actually caught kind of in the mechanism or whatever so that's what i did for the first couple of weeks of my kind of my first kind of um, steps into the big world where I was going to be getting actually a paid wage for uh, my time. And that's what I had to do was I had to, for four hours, I had to keep up with the key top and line. I would get the get the um, the keyboard that was slid onto me. I would put my line of keys and then I would slide it on to the next one. Now, at the time, you know, you probably do find that, you know, like most jobs, you are 100% concentrating. You're making sure that every key kind of goes through the hole, that you're not pinching anything. And then you're aware that people beside you have probably been doing this for weeks and months. And you do find then unfortunately that some of the the keyboards start building up beside you and then when you're new to the job you know you start panicking you start sweating and you're kind of looking the other direction and everybody is kind of waiting for you to finish your line and slide it down and you know as I said in the beginning days when I wasn't very good at it you know I probably did hold down the I did hold back the team um, but you do find over time then that you actually get a little bit better at it, you get a little faster and then before you know it you're not actually concentrating as much you're not giving a hundred percent of your effort to putting in those keys you're probably only giving it maybe 40 or 50 percent and then you're kind of looking around of what's going around beside you yeah there was a bit of a kind of a board below uh, in front of us but you could look over the board and you could watch the people walking up down up and down the factory floor and you know you'd see what was going on so you're kind of only kind of half focusing on the work that you were doing but 
a couple of weeks later, um, there was some new recruits come in, some fresh meat. And of course, me <laughs> only having a couple of weeks experience under my belt, but wanting to feel like one of the crew. You know, I was kind of giving them the same kind of look as if say, oh, here's the fresh meat, here's the newbies. You know, let's see what they're going to do wrong and wondering, you know, what pranks were going to be played on them, you know, when they, um, you know, when they were kind of taken around the floor. But I did find one of the 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 people one day were brought over to beside me and they were puppy me and they were asked to for the supervisor had asked me Barry will you show this person here how to do the key top and so again what I was doing was I was just basically doing what I was doing every day but you did find then that the person was kind of asking me questions saying how did you get so good at that and how do you make sure you don't pinch the domes and how do you do this and how do you do that and all of that was kind of you know it was second nature to me now because I'd done so many keyboards I didn't even really think about it but, you know, to that person, um, even though I had only a couple of weeks experience in that little job that I had, I was an expert to them. You know, they had never, ever seen a key top in line before. They hadn't got a clue how to put keys on. They hadn't got a clue, you know, about any of it. And, you know, like I was when I had started that factory, you know, they were in complete awe. And they probably looked to me as an expert in the same way that when I started the key top in line, I seen everybody else on that line and that assembly line as an expert at what they did. And you will find if you kind of look forward from where you are, everybody else will seem an expert. Everybody else seems have to have far more knowledge than you have, seem to be far better writer or videoer or whatever they're doing, but they seem to be so far ahead of you. But if you do actually stop and look behind you to the people who are coming up behind you, people who have never written something before people who have never ever gone on a facebook live maybe somebody who has never ever recorded a podcast episode or done something that you really find easy just like me you know doing the key top in line that was so natural to me after a couple of weeks i could do it barely do it i could even do it with my eyes closed some days i didn't even have to look at the buckets to see which keys i was picking up because i knew exactly where the position was and i would just reach out and grab them and i would be looking around doing something else but from where you are right now there are some people who are just like that person who came up to me on that key top in line and hadn't got a clue what to do next you are going to be a complete expert you know unfortunately sometimes if you are mixing in groups of people who are doing what you're doing you just kind of assume that everybody else is, is doing you know is up to the same level as you are or is even further ahead you never really consider the beginners who have never ever done what you're doing it's almost like um you know in these groups it's almost like being in a facebook page where where, you know you are getting the same kind of content showing up to you all the time so for example you know if you were maybe a trump fan or a biden fan or if you are into pole dancing or something like that you know you are getting that content all the time so you assume everybody else in the world is seeing the same content as you are everybody else is seeing the, the world the same way as you are and you never really consider the experts or sorry the beginners who are who haven't got a clue who have never done what you've done who probably haven't got the confidence to do uh, what you're doing right now and as i said sometimes uh, in my own case here when I'm doing this podcast challenge here it's just it had finished up yesterday but one of the things I was trying to get the people over was to kind of you know dismiss the fact that they're not an expert and maybe not to stop looking forward at how far everybody else is ahead of them but actually start looking behind you at all the beginners who are about to get into the topic that you are kind of deep in who probably haven't got a clue about blogging haven't got a clue about WordPress doesn't know how to install it maybe 
don't know how to, um, you know, even do something as simple as put a Facebook post up. Maybe don't even know how to log into Facebook. Some people are way, way behind of you. And if you do kind of look back at those people, you will kind of see yourself as a little bit of an expert. Now, again, you can't really kid yourself and you can't really say, well, you know, I'm as much an expert as the people who are probably doing your business for years and years and years. They are probably far, far ahead of where you are. But as I said, I want you to, in your business, to stop looking ahead at everybody else. Maybe just to start looking behind you. Even if you aren't going to go into coaching or training or anything like that, maybe you don't want to teach or train people even looking back from where you are right now to where you started off even like six months ago a year ago how far were you behind then how little did you know that you know now and how far you have grown and maybe just to give yourself a little bit of a pat on the shoulder and not to kind of look down on yourself all the time kind of dismiss the little bit of knowledge you have or the little bit of talent you have by uh, kind of comparing yourself with everybody who is in front of you because you'll always find no matter how far you are you know ahead of everybody else there will be always somebody who will be you know it's still a kind of a step ahead of you and you'll always kind of be playing catch up to those people so instead of looking to those people and maybe kind of knocking your confidence maybe not believing that you are an expert or not believing that you have anything worthwhile to take to the marketplace start looking behind you start looking at those people who again like that person who turned up on that first day beside me in the key top in line hasn't got a clue what you're doing is looking at your hands and thinking they're magic that you're not even concentrating on what you're doing but you're still getting the job done and how quickly your hands are moving across and putting on that line and how quickly you're keeping up with everybody else and probably dismissing that they would be able to get to where they you know where you are from where they are to where you are it probably seems like it's going to be a huge kind of uphill climb but from you know you had gone through those kind of those trials those kind of challenges to get to where you are so as i said Stop looking forward at oh, everybody else. Again, you should look forward the odd time, maybe just to, to see how far you need to go or what more knowledge you need to kind of pick up or kind of follow an expert just to kind of follow along with their breadcrumbs. But don't dismiss from where you are. You know, from time to time, look back at the people who see you as an expert or even look back at how far you've grown from where you've, where you, from, you know, from where you've started. And I'm sure you will see that you, you know, you will be impressed with how far you've come, but you won't be so hard on yourself. You kind of, you know, you'll give yourself a pass in that you know okay you mightn't be as an expert as much as everybody else but you have come a long way from you before you've started off and as i said people are right now are probably going to look in awe at what you do because they haven't got a clue how to do the things that you do and they would look um you know they would lo love to have somebody like you who could teach them uh those things in the future to get up to the point of where you are so as always i hope maybe that's helped someone i hope that maybe has given you a little bit more confidence in yourself as I said, looking back sometimes can be a good thing um, to kind of build yourself up and not to kind of put yourself down compared to everyone else who is ahead of you. And as always, if you'd like to ask me a question or you'd like to reach out or you'd like me to cover something in this podcast, you're very, very welcome to send an email to barryjmcdonald at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to head over to the Redcom site, if you'd like to know what I am up to right now or if you'd like to um, pick up our great free report which is called words to wealth now that great free report i'm going to show you 10 ways you can make money from your keyboard and you don't even need to be an expert writer to do that so if you want to pick up a copy of that head over to writecom and you can pick it up there and as always if you like this podcast if you'd like to maybe leave a review or if you'd like to kind of subscribe and then follow along with me and see her where i'm going in the future with my business you are very very welcome to do that and as always thanks for sharing your time again today take care have a great day bye bye 
Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like more from the rightcome.com podcast, be sure to subscribe now for more tips, tricks, and ideas you can use to make more money from your words. See you in the next episode.